Welcome to War Dove Podcast. Warring Dove International is a kingdom organization focused on building local and global partnerships, equipping ministry leaders, and raising up a company of warriors who, like a dove, have eyes to pursue one thing, the king. Thank you for tuning in today as our founder, Lisa McFarland, shares her message. Thank you for tuning in as we are launching our adventure series. Walking with God is much like going on an adventure. And today, Lisa McFarland will be sharing with you some helpful insights of how to successfully navigate this journey you're on with God. We hope you enjoy. But we all know Hebrews 11.11 says God gave her strength to conceive or to give birth. And she called his name Isaac because God laughed. We'll see. I love it when I prophesy to people and I already know that it's going to happen and they like let me like, and I just laugh. How many people have heard me do that? I just laugh. <laughs> and I just walk away laughing because I already know it's going to happen. You're one day, one encounter, one word. Something like, let there be light. Something like, Lazarus, come forth. One word. One invitation. Come. Follow me. One breath where suddenly there came a sound from heaven as if a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house and it set upon every single one of them. And there appeared what looked like fingers of fire above their head. And they all began to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit began to give them the power to speak. One breath. One encounter. One dream. One vision. Right? Joseph went through everything he went through because he had a dream where he saw the sun, moon, and stars bow down and and the sheaves of wheat bowing down. And that one dream set the course for his life till he became second in all of Egypt. Because God, you know, his father wanted him to be his favorite son and to bring him joy. And God wanted to use Joseph to save the world. It's bigger. It's supernatural. It's a promise. It's going to be tested. It's going to go up and down and up and down. And you're going to wonder, who got me into this? You did. Because God knows you. I want to speak today about... It's a commitment. It's a commitment. Before you think you know what I'm going to say, you better listen because the Lord rocked my world today. (laughs) Several times, actually. (laughs) It's a commitment. The Bible says in Proverbs 16.3, commit your work to the Lord. This is a prophetic word for this house right now. And if I'm going through it, if you're not going through it, You really are going through it. You just don't know yet. You haven't caught up with the rest of us. But if I'm going through it, you are going through it or you will go through it. Commit your work to the Lord and it shall be established. To be established means that it happens. No. No, it not just not just happens. It happens in such a way that everyone knows that God brought it to pass. And not just that it happened and everyone knows that it was God, but it happens in such a way that you become an expert in that thing and you become a prototype for other people that come after you and forever are a testimony that God did it. 
Do I need to say that again? When it says establish the work of our hands, yes, establish the work of our hands. That word establish really means this. And I'm paraphrasing and I'm making it colorful, but this is really what it means. Because I know, because God told me when I moved to Kansas. He said, I'm going to establish the work of your hands. And I looked it up. It, you know, it, it, means, it means that you're, it's going to come to pass. It's going to be done. Like building a house. But you know, you don't just build a house and then like a sandcastle, the waves come and wash it away. I could say I built a house, but if it was made of sand, it would wash away when the tide comes. This is not what it means to be established. To be established means to be built in such a way that as I'm building it, I am learning. And, and that thing is imparted into me and I'm imparting it to those around me till I become a teacher or a testimony or a prototype or an example so that when people go by, it's established. You know, we don't have to guess that Mike Bickle knows how to pray. Amen. We don't guess, have to guess uh, that Lou Engle knows how to fast. <laughs> right? It's established. What they learned as God was establishing them and their ministry, they learned it in such a way that they began to teach others and become a prototype and a testimony. Anyone who comes by... So, you know, when Solomon built the temple, people knew that Solomon knew how to build a temple and that that was a temple. They could see it. There was something imparted as it was being built. Repeat. There is something being imparted as it's being built. And after it's built, the people that it was imparted to begin to impart it to others. Establish the work of our hands. Yes. Establish the work of our hands. Commit your work to the Lord and it shall be, it will be, it must be, it already is established. It says in Psalm 37 verse 5, commit your way to Jehovah. So God wants me to give him my work, what I do with my hands. And he also wants me to give him my ways, my personality, my thoughts, my feelings, my opinions. Commit your works to the Lord, but commit your ways to the Lord too. Commit your ways to Jehovah. Trust also in him and he will or shall bring it to pass. That's Psalms 37.5. What are we talking about? On this adventure where my promise is being tested by the delay, by the hardship. And I'm learning that God really does love me and what love really is. I may not be a smart man, but Forrest Gump says, I know what love is. How do you know what love is? Because you've experienced it. It's an adventure, a journey that you're on. And as you're on this journey, what is happening is you're learning who God is. You're learning who God is in you. You're learning who you are in God. He's in you. You're in Him. And when you get to that place, you can ask whatever you will and it will be done. It begins to be established, manifested, revealed. A prototype. Commit, commit your work to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Interesting that commit is listed and also is trust. So is committing or commitment the same as trust? No. So it's not. That word commit in the Hebrew is galal. Galal or galal. G-A-L-A-L. G-A-L-A-L. I might not be saying it right. It, it means this. It means to roll away. 
It means to roll away or to put it on someone else. God wants me to commit my work to him, my ministry, my family, my finances, my 401k, my healing, the prophetic word, the anointing on my life. He wants me to commit my work to him. And if I do, it will be established because it's supernatural. I can't build it. I can't do it. I can't realize it. I can't manufacture it. I can't make anything happen. The greatest thing you will learn as a minister is it really is the anointing. It has never been you. And until you learn that, you're not going to be a very good minister and everybody else knows it. They're just waiting for you to figure it out. It's called humility. Commit your way to the Lord and trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. This word commit means to roll away as if to put it off onto someone else. As in, you know, when God rolled away the reproach of those uh, people at Gilgal, when, they, when the flesh and they were circumcised, when Joshua took his army and God said, you can't enter into the new because there's still too much of you. You cannot enter into the new if there's still too much of you. You have to come to this place and something has to be rolled off, rolled over, and sometimes cut away because you are blocking what God wants to do. Remember, it's bigger. It's supernatural. It's bigger. God wants to roll away. And as you commit, let me tell you what this picture means. It, it's as though, it's, 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 I got it in my spirit. I'm trying to get it in my, out in words. I'm living this right now. Let me tell you what, me and my brother are living what we're preaching right now. We are the message. So, you know, uh, a, a commit means this. It means I have something in me, whether it's my emotions or a need or, or something that God is doing or called me to do. But, but I'm going to take it, you know, what God has given me. You know, maybe it's the nations, you know, and, and, and God's put the nations in me or on me. But I'm going to take it and I'm, I'm going to roll it off and put it on Jesus. We do this when we receive salvation. And the finished works of Christ as we allow our sin to be put on Jesus. And Jesus puts his righteousness on us, right? My sin goes on the cross. Jesus' righteousness comes on me. This is a, an example of what that's like when Joshua took his people there. Remember, you can't enter into the new if it's still about you. You're stuck in the old, the old man, the old sin, the old way of thinking, the old, the old, the old, the old. We are in a, in a, a dimensional shift of time and space and purposes. God wants something new. Yeah. And he's going to have it out of you. That's why you're riding that bike. You're learning the balance. That's why you're going to have to learn to trust him all over again. It's funny because I thought I could ride the bike, but 35 years later I get back on the bike and I have to learn to be, keep my balance and I have to learn to trust again. Only this time it's not my, my father holding it, it's my son. <laughs> Go figure that one. So, you know, it, it, this word to commit means to roll away. It, and the picture is, you know... Um, the picture is that you put it over on that person because they're going to take ownership of it. So, you know, this is my ministry. But it's, actually, it's not my ministry because there is no such thing. But I take this, what God has put in me or on me, whether it's myself, my emotions or anything, my children, whatever. And, 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 and it's not that I just give it to God. No, when I commit it... 
The language in the Hebrew is, I, I, I let it roll over onto him, right? I'm rolling it over onto him, and it's, 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 it's rolled over sort of like, uh, sort, of, sort of like this when, you, when you've got a bill or you're going to put a seal on it and, and, and it's rolled onto them so that now they have ownership of it. It was mine, but it's no longer mine. I've transferred it and, it's, and, it, and now Jesus takes his thing and he puts his seal on it and, and there's an imprint. Something has changed. Something is imparted. As I commit it to the Lord, it's no longer... Eagle Rock Church, my church. It's no longer Warring Dove International. It's no longer my problem, my budget, my healing, my son, my daughter. It now becomes committed to the Lord and he assumes ownership of it because that's what you did. There's a transaction. Yeah. A transaction. It's equivalent like when a husband and wife get married and they've never been together physically. And the Bible says in, in Song of Solomon, hang with me, I, I know what I'm saying. Yeah. The problem is, if it's mine, I have to fund it. If it's mine, then I have to explain it. If it's mine, I have to empower it. But if it's God... Sometimes we think what God has given us to steward means that God gave us to us to own. But the earth is the Lord's, the world, and they that dwell therein. Yeah. All the cattle on the thousand hills is his. All the silver and gold is his. My times, David says, are in his hands. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh us away. Job said, blessed be his name. Amen. Stewardship is not ownership. So we need to take what God has given us and commit our work to the Lord. We need to roll it over on him. We need to let that committing happen. And it's not just that I give it to him or I place it on him. I wait until the seal comes and he, and, and, and he, and he, and he rolls it over. You know, like in the old days, you would bring a document and they would have their seal. Sometimes it was a ring and they would heat up wax and then put it like that. And they would put their stamp in there that says, I'll pay that bill. Uh, that document is true. Yes, I agree with that. Those are my orders. But, but even before that, they also had this thing. It was a seal, and it, was a, and it would roll like this. And, the, and, and all along it, there was an imprint of their name or that, that government or that kingdom. And when they would come over, they would go like this, and they'd be like... This sound sounds cool, doesn't it? Right? And they would, they would roll over it and imprint the seal, and that's when you know it was committed to them. That's, that's what that word galal means. It means to roll over. It means you have rolled it over. It means God rolled over his name on you. He put his name on you. He puts his name in your forehead. He goes over your bills. He goes over your body. You commit it to him, and he rolls over it, and when he does, it becomes his. Because it's supernatural, it must be supplied supernaturally. I have people all the time saying, I can't never go to the nations. I know, I can't either. Well, you, well you're going. Well, I'm going because God said so. Uh, well, where do you get the money? I get it from God. And then they go, 
You really you have no idea. I pray and it comes. Amen. If I try to get money, it will never come. And I never have the money before I say yes. That's good. Yeah. I know that. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In that thing, it's, it's like, come to me, give it to me. Come on, cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. To commit it to him. And as I commit it to him, and there's this rollover, there's this signing or sealing. And, and let me go back to a husband and wife where it talks about in Song of Solomon. It says, it says, uh, who, verse, um, sorry, my glasses. Verse, sorry, I'm burning up inside. And I'm like about to lose it. F- verse 5. Who is this coming up from the wilderness? 8, 5. Song of Solomon. Song of Songs. 8, verse 5. Who is this who is coming up from the wilderness leaning right leaning committed to her beloved jump down it says verse 6 put me or commit me like a seal over your heart like a seal on your arm for love is as strong as death jealousy is as severe as, as the grave its flashes are the very flashes of fire the very flame of the Lord many waters cannot quench this love nor will rivers overflow it when a man and a woman get married and they commit themselves to love there's this moment where you know they become one and, and, and there's a rolling over or an Im- impression or a, a, um, a, a time period where, where they change as they become one mentally, physically and spiritually God wants to put a seal on you so that you know and everybody else knows that you belong to him God wants you to give that ministry, that blueprint, that, you know, that budget, that everything, even your dreams and your hopes. Every single one of them that were the the highest dreamers and achievers in the Bible had to give it back to the Lord and wait for years for God to give it back to them when they were ready. Daniel, David, Joseph, Jacob, Abraham, Moses. Am I right? And we praise and we give glory to God for what we see in their lives. But while we're in this adventure, we're going up and down and we're being tested by the delay and the hardship and the rejection and the misunderstanding. And I don't know what's going on, God. You're on this adventure. It's big. It's supernatural. And God's bringing you to this place because it's not just an adventure. It's not just big. It's not just supernatural. It's also commitment. It's a commitment. Trust me, you sign up for the army, it's a commitment. Right? Three times I swore in. Twice in the Peace Corps, once for the United States Army. It's a commitment. And you, you stand there and you raise your right hand and swear to defend the Constitution and obey the, the President of the United States. It's a commitment. And when you walk out of there, you might still feel like you're the same person you were when you went in. And you might still have on your clothes. But later on, you will find out that you are committed. That you just had a seal put on you and now you belong to the United States government. And you will do what they say. It's commitment. Commitment. The definition of to commit means to give in charge. To put them in charge. Are you in charge of your finances? How's that working for you? 
Are you in charge of your business? Your family? Your children? Most of us aren't even in charge of ourselves, let alone, God forbid, helping us be in charge of our children. It's like herding cats. It's like herding prophets. You know? Who's in charge? Everybody in heaven and earth always obeys God. They don't obey me. I, try, I stopped a long time ago trying to, to be in charge. You know, I had somebody say to me one time, I said, well, hey, listen, in this ministry, there's only one head. Because they were challenging legitimate authority in the church. This is years ago. Don't think it's anybody in here. Because they're gone. I prayed them out. They said, I said, there's only one head in this church. And they pointed their finger at me and they said, yeah, it's you, Lisa. And I said, oh, no, I'm not the head. What? I said, oh, no, I'm not the head. Jesus is the head. I'm just the neck. My job is to make sure we're going to do what Jesus said. If you don't like it, right? He's the head. He's in charge. If I commit it to him, then there will be a supernatural supply of revelation, of finances, of strength, of, of understanding, of wisdom, of power, of anointing, of authority, because it's supernatural. But that's only going to be activated or work in my life if I commit my work to the Lord and allow him to establish it. Remember, it's an, it's a, it's an adventure. I'm learning. Learning what? I'm learning about God and who God is and how God works and how God operates. There's a spiritual house being built and it's not this walls. There's a house and there's a house. That's being built. And when it gets established, people will know that they know that God did it. God will be revealed in it, through it. There will be an impartation as it's being built. And when it's done being built, it will become a testimony and a prototype for everyone who comes after that. Well, I've been waiting for 21 days. Why didn't God show up? I'm like, well, he did. You're still here after 21 days. Praise God. You're still breathing in and out. Let's give praise to God. To commit means to give it in charge to them or to entrust them. The problem is, you know, I'll be like, God, I'll give you my child. I did when they were born. I held them up at the altar and we prayed over and prophesied and we give them to the Lord. We didn't sing, ah, we didn't do that. But we gave them to the Lord. But you know, about 13 years later, I'm taking them back and I'm saying, Lord, what, what are you doing? Uh, don't you see, you know? And then I'm afraid and I'm all nervous and I'm trying to control and I'm trying to figure it out. And God's like, well, I can't do anything. You're in charge. One time I had the Lord say to me, do you think you love your children more than I do? I was like, well, I wanted to say yes, but I felt like that might be heretical. I said, well, no, Lord. And he said, well, then stop it. Did you die on a cross for them? Because I did. Oh, snap. (sighs) Another time I was telling the Lord about how my husband should be doing this and he should be doing that and he should be doing this and he should be doing that and and why wasn't he doing this and why wouldn't you know what the Lord said to me? You should be careful quoting scriptures to the Lord. (laughs) The Lord said to me, Wow, Lisa, do you think you're God? And I'm like, well, of course not. And he said, well, then stop trying to do my job. It's the Holy Spirit's job to change people. When you try to do that, it's called manipulation and control. 
your way to Jehovah, trust also in him and he will bring it to pass. If I give it to God, it will be supernaturally supplied, but it will also be established. If I commit my way to the Lord and I allow, and and I get to the place where, you know, it really, God really did roll over it and said, that's mine. That's mine. And I give it to the Lord. He will establish it, but he will also bring it to pass. Even if it's 12 years, 21 years, 40 days, 120 years. Even if it's 2,000 years or 400 years of silence between Malachi and the book of Matthew. He will bring it to pass. It may not be in my time, but remember it's an adventure. Stop whining. Christ is being formed in you. You know? He's going to establish it. While, while this thing is being built and you're riding your bike down this journey, exploring things in the spirit, God's building a spiritual house and there's an impartation that's happening you're not even aware of. You're becoming a prototype and a testimony. <laughs> mm. Hmm. The word there says, the galal, if you take it and separate it, and G-A-L means to roll away, as in, or to roll upon, right? Literally, it means to roll your way upon the Lord. Roll it on him. God, you see this bill? It's yours. God, you see that tumor? It's yours. God, you see my son that won't do what I tell him to do? He's yours. God, you know, you see that thing, you know, in the ministry you told me, and I'm supposed to be there, and I... It's yours. As I roll it upon the Lord, God takes charge of it. I entrust it to him. The timing, the funding of it, the manifestation of it, uh, everything. You know, it sounds so good, doesn't it? It Sounds so good. It really does. (sighs) Matthew 27, 43. Let's go there. Matthew 27, 43. Jesus is our example for everything. Amen. Jesus is going to the cross, right? He's been rejected by his people and betrayed and all of that. Verse 33, it says, And they had come to Golgotha. Verse 34, they give him gall or a bitter drink, right? Interesting that, you know, sometimes it's bitter. Well, I thought it was going to be this way, but it's not. If you live long enough and serve God long enough, you'll come to the place where you thought something and it doesn't happen. Probably today. And sometimes when we haven't died enough to ourselves, we'll feel like we're entitled for it to be our way. Well, it should have been that way. You're struggling with entitlement. It's a form of idolatry. You know, well, why didn't it happen this way? I would have done it that way. Again, you're struggling with entitlement, spiritual idolatry. I have to repent of that every day. Probably again before I go to sleep. Whew. Jesus drank this cup of bitterness so you don't have to. Right? It is hard. 
I'm sure Sarah was like, you know, when they got married and she was all excited, she's like, we're going to have children. We're going to have five children. And often when you would go to get married, they would give you a wedding dress and dishes, but they'd also give you baby clothes and baby blankets and baby shoes. And they would give you animals and they'd give you food. And they would say, you know, you're going to have children. And then what do you think happened where year after year, they would come to the thing and that person's got a baby and that person's got a baby and they're looking at her and they say, well, she's really cute, but she's dried up like a like a fig. What's wrong with her? She has no children. You know, and year after year after year goes by till finally you think she might have been bitter. You think Zechariah and Elizabeth might have been bitter. You think Jacob, when he thought that Joseph was the one and that he was going to be the child of promise and they bring back his torn robe covered with animal's blood and for years Joseph was gone and he thought he was dead. You think there wasn't some bitterness there? When you become bitter, like Simon Magus, you also enter into divination and you will start to believe lies and speak lies. You will not be able to see the reality of what's true. If you do not commit your ways to the Lord and God establishes for you and you commit your ways, which is even the timing to the Lord, that root of bitterness will get in there and it will cloud your vision. You'll be trying to sustain it, bring it to pass on your own, and you'll just get more and more angry, more and more bitter. You know, it's been a year. It's been two years. It's been seven years. You know, it's been hard. It's been hot. And the bitterness will eat you up from the inside. But the thing is, you don't have to drink that cup because Jesus already did. He drank it right on the cross. You know, he asked for a drink and just a little bit of comfort, and, and they gave him vinegar to drink. No compassion. Nobody giving him love. So don't tell me that you can't trust God. If we keep going on down, verse 39. And those passing by. Right? He's hanging on the cross. He's been beaten. You know, all these things. Those passing by were hurling abuse at him. Wagging their heads. I thought there was going to be a church. I thought there was going to be. I thought you were going to be great. I thought you were going to be a prophet. I thought you were going to be this. I thought you were. When did this supernatural calling ever become something that someone else put on you? I thought it was supernatural. Why are you looking for those people to validate you, vindicate you, respect you, or honor you, or call you? Remember, isn't it supernatural? You know, he knows he's the son of God. He knows what his father said. He knows that it was an adventure. He came and chose willingly to put on flesh and come down to the earth and become a prototype and be established as the first fruits of those who would raise from the dead. Just, and he understood it, but they, didn't, they never understood it. They're hurling excuses. They're wagging their heads like, nah, he's nothing. Nah, she's nothing. Yeah, we knew it wouldn't come to nothing. Really? Thank you so much for listening to Warring Dove International's podcast. To find out more about our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at wardoves.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll see you next time on our next episode.